Hey, and welcome back to 303 Radio, a podcast that gives you an insight into the worlds of small business and digital marketing, as well as anything else that inevitably sidetracks us. Today, we are joined by Max Maharaj, who is the founder of Beer Bear, a digital strategy agency. Um, he has previously worked with big names such as Psycho Entertainment, WMA, Lad Bible, and in a previous life with me at, uh, at Press Health Foods. Good morning, Max. Hello. How are you doing, Jamie? Yeah, I'm well. Ollie's also here. As well. Hello. The old faithful. He's uh, he's currently sat in a um, in a corridor in Southwest London. Yeah, this is possibly the most uncomfortable podcast I'm going to ever record. I'm really sorry, by the way, in advance if the dog barks at any point. I've Max learned, has you know, an outstanding dog. For anyone that's uh, unaware, yeah, what is it Max? We like woofers. Is this pardon? What is it? What's what, it called? What's the, yeah, no, no, no. What breed is it? She's a Portuguese wolf dog cross with a lab, but um, she barks a lot. And it tends to always be when I'm asking it to be quiet. That's the most South, Southwest London dog like breed I've ever heard in my life. I know. <laughs> he got it because of Barmahal. Done well, apparently. <laughs> um, cool. Well, today's, today's podcast is um, Max has obviously got his ear to the ground massively in all things Digi um, with Beer Bear being a digital strategy agency. Um, so what we wanted to do today was talk through some of the key trends of the year, a bit of a forecast for next year and just sort of chew over anything that we've um, sort of found in the digi space that we think is going to be of interest um but max it would be really good i guess off the bat for you to maybe do a bit of an intro to what beer bear is yeah so um i'm i'm walking at the same time whilst i just get into a different room because the dog's definitely about to start barking <laughs> uh so yeah digital uh, beer bears digital strategy agency um as you just mentioned jamie we tend to work with um obviously we, we've crossed over on a few clients as well we, we tend to work with clients on helping them kind of build their digital presence our overall mission is driving revenue and engaging real people um putting real people at the front and center i think a lot of the time digital agencies get lost in the numbers and forget that there are actual people clicking on ads at the end of it so that's kind of kind of our big focus um over here there's a few of us we're just down the road from you guys obviously mm-hmm. uh, but not so much this year looking forward to the new year where we can be down the road and grab beers and coffee. Yeah, we look forward to that. Well, I'm looking forward to that part. Some side, on the side, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and how's the year? I suppose a big question that we sort of said to everyone this year, like we've had all sorts of people on, our old our old friend Ed Foy's been on, we've had founders of fitness companies. How, how has the year been um, for been you guys? Weird. It's been really weird, hasn't it? Um, it's, weird. it's actually really weird taking a moment to actually think about how this year's been. I think that uh there's been there's been quite a lot happening in the digital space this year obviously that we're going to go on to talk about but in terms of in terms of business it felt it 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 feels like it's been a real roller coaster every every new update is a different problem to try and solve um Mm. whether it's coronavirus or whether it's a, a civil rights movement um there's there's been so much that's affected like whether we should be advertising uh what we should be advertising what we should be communicating in messages whether we should have opinions on stuff where, or, sorry whether clients should have opinions on stuff um i think that's been that's kind of may 2020 for for any young agency 2020 has definitely been a fun one to try and be part of definitely I would also just like not speaking for you, but it feels like, I mean, Ollie and I just did a podcast on why 2021, sorry, 2020 was kind of the the best. It was obviously such a test, but it has been come to be our best year. Um, obviously, Beer Bear's super young, but it's it has certainly been 
a really exciting year on the flip side of that has been testing, but like you guys have grown exponentially. Yeah, we've hired the clients. I, I don't know if I want to name check the people who we've hired that we've liked. Um, <laughs> there's, a few, there's, a few, there's a few, if they ever listen back to it, uh, that, I, that I don't like as much, um, who are still here. So, guys, there's a, hopefully might see you in January. <laughs> no, we've, we've been lucky. We've hired some, it's been a great year for growing in terms of hiring good new talent, uh, particularly, unfortunately, because some of the bigger agencies and shops have, have uh, had to close. Max, I've got a question for you around, um, around your hiring strat this year because I feel like every time I go on LinkedIn, Beer Bear is advertising for a new role. Yeah, what we is do that to make ourselves look bigger than we are. Yeah, I, I got that bit. <laughs> but like, you've obviously hired like some pretty, you've been pretty aggressive in your hiring strat. What has been the thought behind that, particularly this year? Obviously, you've, you've gone through some growth and stuff, but has it just been because more people are available than normal or like what's been the thought? So when we first put adverts up on LinkedIn, um, so the, our, our kind of our second employee was actually a recommendation from from Mr. Vaughan. Uh, thanks, I still owe him a, bit. a connector of people, a connector of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but after, after that, um, the third, or yeah, third third person we employed was through LinkedIn, and we had so many great applicants through LinkedIn. Um, I think the first time, the first job we we pit up for a junior strategist, who, Emily, uh, who joined the team, who is working with you guys quite a bit. Um, we, we had so many great applicants. And then it kind of just became a thing that every time we, we put a job up on LinkedIn, we leave it open for a week and we get so many incredible applicants in the mix. Um, there's actually, there, there's one case this year where I hired someone. Uh, there was this, the, the second kind of person that I wanted to hire in the same round we didn't have we didn't have the work and we, we just didn't have the budget to hire and um I ended up I ended up I, I was talking to this person about it the other day I emailed them at seven o'clock on the morning on a sat on, on a Sunday because I, I couldn't sleep I was down at my father-in-law's um I couldn't sleep and I was just like oh, we've got so much work on I just need to find someone and um emailed this person <laughs> it was like hey look I know uh, we haven't spoken for a few weeks. I've, I think we're going to have a job coming up soon. I just wanted to let you know before we posted it on LinkedIn again. Um, and she replied straight away and she was like, yeah, cool. I'm up for it. Um, and came and joined us. So we've, I've found that LinkedIn has been a great place to find good staff. Uh, I think in terms of being quite aggressive on that, we're, we're very, we get everyone to share it uh, from the team. And uh, on our last round, we hired two people on a temporary basis who were both amazing. Um, but we kind of just had like some shortfall going into November that needed some cover. Uh, and they were, they had both come through recommendations from people sharing posts. Um, advertising on LinkedIn though for jobs has been, has been really, really good. And sorry, I'm not answering your question. I'm doing like proper marketing and just not actually answering the question. But um, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the key part has been like, there are more people looking for jobs and I think more people from big companies who thought that the big company system was secure are now moving into kind of, or looking for roles within smaller businesses because they may, they're, they're equally secure um, just because we haven't been going for 20 years and we haven't got a massive uh, office in the middle of Fitzroy. It doesn't necessarily mean we're not, uh, we're not as steady as that company might be.
Yeah, for sure. I think just um, like just to give people that don't know a bit of an idea of scale, Max was sort of the one that very much put me onto like LinkedIn, like job promotions. The the last um, recruit we hired, a fantastic young man called Toby. He was one of five hundred applicants in about four days off like a fifty quid ad. Which, like, for people that have been burnt by recruiters in the past, ourselves sadly included, like, th- to give you to give people an idea of scale, those people, I would say, ninety percent of them were appropriate and of you know really decent quality, um, which is just a pretty like revolutionary thing that's come out of it for sure. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a second though to publicly say I work with an amazing recruiter on the most recent hire that we've made for someone who's starting in January. Um, and it was really, I won't, I won't say the name because that's, that feels too shameless, uh, just massively plugging them and I'm not getting a kickback. So I'll tell you what, if, if the person does hear this, I'll share this on LinkedIn, they hear this and they want a kickback, they can, they can, we can set up a deal for the future. Um, but, uh, she was, she was really good at actually understanding what we were looking for. And when I compared what she'd came back with, the CV she came back with, compared to some of the ones that we got through LinkedIn, there was only kind of two or three out of probably about 70 on LinkedIn that were comparable with the five that she gave me. Um, and I'm really glad we went with them because we found um, found a lovely young man who's going to be joining in January who I'm really, really excited about having on the team. That's awesome. So hiring aside, that is, I suppose, a digital trend in itself. Um, but Max... For people that don't know, Max like loves digital. Like most people, love their children um, or dogs <laughs> or friends. Max, this year must have been kind of a like just a complete overexposure of epic stuff for you to be constantly reading and, and chewing over. Yeah, there's been there's been so much happening this year. Um, I think that there's there's kind of a few points. I think my my big favorite of the year has been has been the introduction of Instagram Reels purely because um, of, of the time. Obviously, TikTok are having all these problems over in the US and then Instagram Reels comes out. And uh, quite frankly, like they've got, they've got an ad-safe platform. Reels will wipe out TikTok. Instagram, have, they, they fully know what they're doing. They're doing the exact same thing they did before with stories. Um, and... They, when they bought it out in August, I think it was a little bit of a clunky start, but they're putting it into feeds. They're, they're, just, they're, they're, they're just owning the space. Instagram are, are, are ruthless with it. Um, so I think that's probably been like my, my highlight of 20, 2020 in terms of social. Um, the, the fun part, I think the fun part for us on that, like, so we've been working... Um, with the company behind like Nickelodeon and Comedy Central and MTV and uh, seeing some of the stats, which I'm fairly certain I'll get like uh, shot or tortured if I, if I reveal what the actual numbers were, but I'm um, seeing some of the stats that came off reels after the first few weeks was insane. Um, the problem with it is that they aren't showing the data very clearly. Uh, so I don't think there's a way to, I mean, at to date and I, I might be wrong on this. So feel free to, Correct me, but um, there isn't a way to get the information out of Reels on the uh, Instagram API. So a lot of like the reporting software, whether people are using like Social, uh, is it Social Bro? Is that still the one that people use? Social Blade. 
Social Blade, yeah, or Hootsuite or something. I don't think you'll get the numbers out of uh, out of Reels yet. Um, mm. But yeah, I think that's 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 been my big one because it's been so different this year. Um, and just just on the on the killing of TikTok, that's something that I profoundly hope happens on a personal level. I just despise <laughs> despise the entire platform, and I just I just think it is the lowest quality content. And like obviously three hundred three with a, with a three hundred three hat on, where you know very creatively minded and content focused. I just think it's just like it's great in the sense that it enables people to easily create content, but it also encourages a pretty like lazy format. But that aside, what's your view on like TikTok's TikTok's death? Well, obviously there's political stuff going on there, but just in terms of like Instagram's power, why do you, why do you think it's got that ability? So I think to Instagram, have, Instagram have the power because advertisers can already plug uh, advertisers and media owners can already plug into that. And with like the rise of uh, advertising on IGTV this year, and obviously we we are very very close to media owners. Um, being able to sell their own media or sell their own ad space on Facebook and Instagram in the same way that they do on YouTube. Once that happens, all the big media owners are just going to flock to using it. And if TikTok can't catch up with them and give like decent rev shares, I just don't think it's going to happen. As much as teenagers will carry on, may carry on using TikTok, they're also probably going to start moving to other things. There, there will be another flash in the pan soon. The biggest uh, increase in audience from from memory, again from memory, this year for TikTok was between thirty four and forty five. Uh, sorry, thirty five and forty four, uh, which obviously was everyone's mums getting on TikTok at some point, or a lot of people's mums. I don't know. I, don't, I genuinely don't know how old people's mums are these days. Um, but that was like a, that was like a move earlier on this year. Um, so I think I think the platform is probably gonna. In my opinion, it's probably going to become less cool. Then again, like if, you could have asked me anything back in at the start of 2020, and I would have said that oh, there's going to be this global coronavirus that's going to knock everyone out. Uh, I, don't, I don't think only anyone would believe that. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do next year. I've seen that TikTok are doing a lot about education and a lot about how tos. Um, I was going to say I've seen loads of like um, I saw an article I can't remember what it was but loads of like doctors yeah. and any 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 staff especially in um, America are doing a lot of TikTok content around coronavirus. Yeah, and there's a lot of like and even just other illnesses and stuff. There's a lot of like that educational bit is actually a big rise in it. Um, even to the point where big um, in the UK like Good Morning Britain, we're even talking about that kind of, that's the angle that the doctors are taking to try and educate the young, which I think is quite interesting. I think it's, I, the, the audience is still there. That's the thing. And, and that's where Reels hasn't managed to win over an audience yet. Um, or it doesn't seem like they've managed to win over that audience yet. So it'd be, it'll be interesting to see. And I do wonder how Facebook are going to kind of tackle a lot of their problems with um so, you know, the Facebook portal stuff, there was all these issues with security earlier on in the year. Yeah. And now, obviously, portal is like on every grandparent Christmas list. Um, but I, I, I've, I've got one. They're, they're actually really great. Uh, but you can, they've got these like hard, as in like in the hardware, you can actually flick off the camera by putting a physical cover over it and flick off the microphone, um, which only, I can only assume doesn't cover it but it's like an actual off switch for the mic so um i think facebook facebook around the kind of like personal data and security that might be something that that the youth 
the youth of tomorrow are still quite against. Um, but I'd be, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens between TikTok. That's what happens if Twitter and TikTok merge. You get TikTok. Uh, yeah, so TikTok and and Instagram in the new year. I'll be interested in what happens on them. Um, there is another another quick one though, which deserves barely any mention. Do you guys remember Quibi in April? No. Okay. After, Does anyone? Yeah, no one remembers it. So Quibi was supposed to launch in April and was going to be a massive disruptor in the video space. Uh, I think Quibi actually stood for Quick Bites of Video. Um, but yeah, that was supposed to come out. In, oh, it did come out in April. And it failed really quickly. I think the company's totally gone bust now. But that was, um, it was it, it's just testament to like how funny a year it's been for digital, that stuff that people were quite hyped about just disappeared so quickly. Yeah. Just whilst we're on the subject of platforms, because people always love a bit of punditry on who's doing what, What what's a, a whistle-stop tour of like Twitter doing some vague folly into innovation, like Snapchat still to see. You still tell me Snapchat ads have a place in the world Snapchat what's, place. what's the what's the what's the whistle stop tour of the other like platforms um oh, i'll be 100 honest i haven't i haven't seen anything uh we haven't run any twitter adverts for any we haven't done anything i i, I haven't maybe someone else in the team has i haven't done anything on twitter for so long um you see fleets come out yeah i i saw fleets um that was my that was my uh sort of derogatory comment on their innovation attempt I, just fleets yeah, crappiest thing ever <laughs> I saw fleets and after fleets I think there was another thing about just like how XL is now going to have stories or something because yeah, doing yeah. Um, I did my first LinkedIn story the other day I, I haven't done LinkedIn it reached it reached two people in 24 hours this is how much people are using stories on LinkedIn bearing in mind however many like a thousand a thousand connections or something two people viewed it i would definitely say that that is something that that is like a top tip for brands that are going into 2021 um if you're not using stories even if you're regurgitating content just use stories because it's helping so much with discoverability over 2020 uh, on instagram not on linkedin do not use linkedin stories yet uh when do you think like you, you say yet when would you suggest linkedin stories are going to have any any life in them <laughs> i don't want to i'm saying yet because i i don't i don't want to give anyone i don't want to give anyone a date um i don't <laughs> i don't personally i don't think I, I can't see myself using a linkedin story but um who knows between christmas and new year you might see some of uh might see some of the dog pop up on linkedin stories Exactly. You know, to this day, the weirdest, like, I only, I think I've got like two people on this platform that use the story feature of all of them is WhatsApp stories. Oh no. Who does that? Which, which literally like, Actually I do not understand out. it. I, I do not understand the purpose. Like WhatsApp, so you literally just want everyone to see an update of what, like that literally, you know, when like I'm very guilty of it on like an Instagram story, you're literally just part of the most basic content ever on Instagram stories. Yeah. Because you're trying to either like engage or build up story, like metrics, whatever it might be. But literally on WhatsApp, if you've got 10 people on WhatsApp that you already know, what are you updating them on? What is it you need to tell every single person on that platform? Yeah, when people do the little statuses on on WhatsApp as well, what's that all about? The broadcast. Busy. Very no, busy. The one where it says like busy or oh, I'm on. At on the, the gym. Yeah. yeah. But that, but that reminds me of the BBM days. BBM, they were the day. That's what we need. We all need to just go back to BBM. Okay, this is this is becoming a real whistle stop <laughs> tour of like the history of social platforms. Okay, so, so, this year. 
We'll skip. We'll skip out. We'll skip out uh, fleets because I don't think it's noteworthy. Uh, it's not even worth Max's time. Uh, LinkedIn. Okay, LinkedIn conversation uh, advertising on LinkedIn. So that was kind of like their um, their response by the looks of it to like a messenger bot. Uh, so you could always do your in-mail adverts on LinkedIn. So you could send people messages direct to their inbox. But now you can do like conversations where when they come back and they say hi, my name's Ollie from 303, they'll go, hi, uh, your message back be, can be like personalized to be like, oh, hey, Ollie, that's really cool. I don't, I don't know how exactly it works yet. Oh, no, sorry, on it, yeah, you, you tick, you click different buttons. Um, I don't know much about it because we've not trialed it with anyone. It came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very dubious. Like, like, I'm not a massive fan of LinkedIn advertising. We've got a client, oh, we actually had a client call this morning and I was amazed to hear the stats about their um, their LinkedIn campaign when when the team told me because they're so much better than what we've normally seen. Like LinkedIn for advertising, still a little bit tough. Uh, on Instagram, obviously we've 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 mentioned um, Reels. The other thing that's quite cool on there is Instagram Guides. We've got quite a client who's an animator um, and she does a lot of stop motion stuff, uh, for some, some big brands. And she's done some guides on Instagram, uh, on Instagram. And that's been something that's worked really, really well for engagement this year. It's just been incredibly interesting to see that work as well. Uh, on Facebook, Facebook had a redesign at some point this year. So that confused people for weeks. Um, I, I don't think I've been on Facebook desktop more than like twice. I seem to only ever go on business manager or go onto like the back end of a page now. Um, I'm sure Facebook is still, but obviously it's still, it's still relevant to be there, but I don't think I've been tagged in anything on there for ages. Do people still get tagged on Facebook? Uh, I think it's all, it's all the yummy mummies that are using Facebook, literally yummy mummies and and kids that are tagging each other. I haven't been tagged on anything on Facebook in like 20 years. Ollie Ollie couldn't remember his password for his actual (laughs) personal profile for weeks when we were restructuring our business managers. It took him many many days to actually figure out how to get back into his account in my um, fairness i forget like any pin number on the daily now now we've got contactless that's it i can't really have you got keeper you need to get keeper yeah where well, it remembers all your codes and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. keeper's a game changer so we rolled that out for the whole team this year and it's just been amazing really the yeah, government I mean, want you to download keeper max yeah they want, it. they want it yeah i think i think if you get the covid vaccine you get a, a free keeper trial or something <laughs> They can remember they can remember where you are um and then on youtube there's been some uh updates to the the back end for analytics this year which have been really useful so you can now see the time that your your audience is most likely to be online if you've got over a thousand subs um which is which is brilliant because it, it helps with some of the businesses on like what time they will be publishing there's always been these arguments in the past of oh we should be publishing on Wednesday afternoons, but now we can actually prove that like Thursday morning is going to be a better time than Wednesday afternoon because that's when all your people are online. Um, so yeah, there, there's been there's been there's definitely been some stuff that's rolled out that's been particularly interesting. I don't know if any of it, like I, I don't know if any of it's been massively groundbreaking compared to the content that's been going on the platforms. Like we've mm. seen. Like I said, there, there was a lot of people pulling out of advertising on Facebook at some point in this year. Um, at some points in this year, obviously, uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement, that was a pretty pivotal moment where Facebook weren't really doing or weren't really seen to do that bit. Um, so that was a bit of a 
a bit of a game changer for the advertising side of it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't know what's what's been what what, have you, what do you think's been the most exciting part? I think Reels for sure has been like a. I just kind of, as much as I love it, I also do. I do have fears with it, but I love how Facebook or Instagram can just wade into something that's growing so fast and getting so dominant of that like short form content like Snapchat had and how they just literally blow people out of the water of that. So I'm excited to see if your uh, if your prediction of them going into into the abyss is does come to fruition. But um I think that's for sure been good. I think in terms of like types of content, there's been so many um I've just been doing some work for um a new client around a YouTube series which is very sort of like conversational. I think like Carpool Karaoke did it like very early on, but like with series like Hot Ones and all these sorts of podcasts that are just literally like, it's kind of like reality TVs coming into podcasts on YouTube um, in some ways, which is like little through the keyhole looks into into these sorts of, or, yeah, into people's lives um, has been like cool to see. Um, I personally find some of them hilarious and like super watchable. Um, and yeah, something that I've sort of been working on fairly recently so that's definitely been one for me as well it's been it's been a funny year for video viewing because it's it's shot up so much at the start of the year with people going into lockdown um i think i mentioned before we did some work or we've got this like ongoing piece of work around uh, a youtube channel quite a large youtube channel is viewing uh viewing numbers and we've mapped it against the weather data for the uk across the year and one thing that we thought was really interesting this is such a shameless plug of us uh it comes to be a pair because we do really really fun things with data um that's a chat up line that would never work in fez club uh, <laughs> r.i.p yeah uh, it's fez club closed for good well who knows after all this but it's not been open for a while has it that's heartbreaking um but one thing that's been really interesting around uh, the the viewing figures for the year is how much they spiked in the first lockdown. So YouTube daily views just just went through the roof. Um, but also how that's kind of I think because there's been so much less time to kind of get caught by your boss looking at YouTube videos at work or like watching longer form content, um, it's it's kind of maintained. So when we we analyze 2020 uh, viewing figures, well nine months worth of viewing figures for 2020 off like one. It was a media owner's uh, YouTube page. It was really funny to see that days with the most cloud cover push the most viewing and days with uh, the most rainfall also had like the highest, so obviously cloud cover and rainfall uh, had higher viewing. The days where it was colder, we saw um, more desktop viewing than mobile viewing. So it's like obviously people are cold, they're not even bothering to leave the house, they're sitting in watching it. And when it's raining, they're sitting outside. Now I've I've we're early on in it still, so we're not we're not fully finished. It'll probably be finished kind of end of January. But um, my big hypothesis is that phone screens are just too shite to watch videos on when you're out and about, um, and particularly if it's sunny. So obviously if it's cloudy, you can still watch on your mobile. But if it's sunny, I could no, I don't know if anyone can see this. We're not recording the videos on this, are we? Thankfully, thankfully for everyone uh, for everyone yeah. listening, no. <laughs> But yeah, like so Lock, right, lockdown hasn't been kind. Max is looking like he's been stranded on an island for <laughs> several months. Yeah, there's a there's a volleyball called Wilson sitting in the corner. Hagrid uh, vibes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the 
the viewing sorry yeah viewing time on mobile obviously when you're out and about it's difficult when it's sunny like right now the sun shining my eyes i can't see the screen very well mega interesting mega geeky and i love it it's so nerdy i enjoy it it's 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 really geeky it's also one of those things that when i said to the team we should analyze how this client's viewing figures are against weather everyone was like why and i was like it'd be fun (laughs) Um, no one's no one's found it fun uh i don't think I think anyone's actually wanted to do it. And I feel like it's just the sort of thing that I ask people to do every now and then. No, it is mega interesting though. I don't think like the longer form content thing, like even just anecdotally, like I think there are certain YouTube channels that you probably save for your desktop because of the like cinematography or whatever that you want to see on a bigger screen. Or yeah, as you say, you don't want glarings or or whatever. Um or mega mega interesting. Um so Max, going going back onto the more like macro trends that you maybe see following into 2021 if you were to um hedge your bets where are you putting money on the kind of most exciting areas of change growth decline whatever for for next year oh sorry someone's just comes to the door and it's the post so we've got a new postman and the dog loves him and he loves the dog so he gets to the door and he like opens it up uh and they just play there's got to be context that you are not in london right now because no postman in london is that nice oh yeah I got hit in the side of the head with my Amazon delivery yesterday. Mate, the countryside, like Sussex, uh, that's my biggest trend for 2021. I'm going to spend less time online is going to be the thing. Um, Okay, my thoughts on trends for 21 or things that are going to go into 21. Firstly, uh, shamelessly, I think email is going to become even more important than it has been so far. purely because people have had to get on board with it so much more this year. I think so many small businesses who are fighting for their place at the table on social feeds have been moving to email where they, they got most customers earlier in the year and they're, they're going to kind of like, they're going to stay in contact with them. Um, I don't think that Facebook and Instagram advertising is going to be terribly affected going into next year. I think that there's a lot of, a lot of space still there. I think people are naturally trying to find the stuff that they're they're more they're more interested in um, to carry on, kind of like building that those organic relationships. Um, I would be. I think this year has been a really strong year for e-commerce because of the nature of everything that's happened with with COVID. Uh, there's been I, I I don't have the numbers to hand, but there have been quite a few reports and and like reviews and stuff around like how e-commerce changed the way we work, uh, the way that uh, we operate. I don't think next year is going to change that quickly. I think that it's become very easy for people to get a lot of what they want. Um, I'd, I'd love for a trend for 2021 to be that like. Uh, delivery companies like DPD and FedEx and UPS and all those people. I love them to get better. Um, you know, that's I think my it, biggest thing. That is literally my biggest issue with a lot of uh, e-commerce online. I think the delivery companies are nowhere near where they need to be to execute it. Like they're nowhere really, they're, they're really not. And it's been, it's been so cool to kind of see smaller businesses. We, we've got one client we work with. Um, and they're they're in uh, frozen frozen food, and they package and deliver locally themselves. And knowing that they're going to kind of within their ecom growth, they want to grow with that at some point. I think that's really cool to see. Um, and I think that that 
smaller companies are going to start making those demands on on couriers. Uh, I know that's not really a digital trend for 2021, but yeah, that's one there. So going from um, uh, go, yeah, so kind of like going from email uh, being being the start or, or part of that customer journey to like what actually turns up on their door is is going to change quite a bit. My my massive prediction for 2021, big big big. If I could put all my money on it, it would be the end of TikTok. Really? I wouldn't put all my money on it. That's a lie. No, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll put 20 quid on it and we can catch up next year. And if TikTok's gone... Are you yeah. saying gone by Q4 next year? Or are you saying gone? I'm saying, TikTok, I'm saying TikTok has an irrelevant market share by Q4 next year. What's irrelevant? Uh, it's, it's not in conversation. People don't even consider it as a... Like less than Snapchat. And, but do you think it'll be because something else is dominated or you do literally think it's because Instagram will just take it? I think if Instagram can open up those... I feel like this is just an Instagram kind of like fanboy uh, uh, podcast at the moment. But yeah, if Instagram can open up the uh, advertising side for for what well, both advertisers and media owners, there's just going to be such a wave of traffic going through to it. It's just not. It's not going to be important. Like TikTok's just not going to be able to come back against that unless they can do those deals really quickly. Um, a question for, for me, because I know you'll have read more on this. The US governmental like intervention with TikTok, where's that at and how big of an impact is that actually going to end up having? I honestly don't know. I, I, haven't, I haven't checked up on it recently. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know who was looking to buy it. Did Microsoft buy it in the end? Or buy Microsoft it? were looking to buy the US rights. But I suppose my question more is, where does it, does it come down to the fact that Instagram's just better at this and they've got the market share, they've already got the media buyers and the advertisers and all, all those I think, things? I think that it, it comes down, it definitely comes down to Instagram, Instagram having the infrastructure in place already to do everything they need to do. And it, it takes far too long to build that up. Yeah. And also to have the credibility and the brand safety side of it. Um, earlier this year, someone killed themselves on TikTok. Like that happened. And that went, and it, and it was awful. And it went viral. And parents were, were well, obviously parents were shocked about it. Everyone was shocked about it. But mm. I'm, sure, I'm sure stuff like that happens on Instagram. But it wasn't, it wasn't front page of a paper, was it? No, but I, I, think it's, I think it's fair to say that Zuck and co have actually pulled the socks up a little bit. This year has been so tough for, uh, for security on Facebook. And I mean, I know probably probably six or seven people in the last three months who have had ad accounts blocked. Yeah. And I mean, they haven't We're one of them. Yeah, you guys included, but it, you haven't necessarily done anything wrong. It's just, or you, you have according to Facebook policies, but it's not that you were, you were doing something that is advertised to be incorrect. They don't tell you that what you did was incorrect. Um, mm. But they're just they're blocking they're blocking accounts preemptively rather than uh, than sitting there and waiting for something bad. And they're also they're they're blocking like big big spend accounts as well. It's not just these little smaller accounts that are, you know spending a couple of thousand a month. It's literally some of the bigger ones that are getting blocked, which is just crazy for their benefit as well. Yeah, I am. Um, I have again not saying any client names, but there's been a couple of accounts that I've been involved with trying to get unblocked and it's a bit surprising that they won't just unblock them mm. um, but due to yeah due to policy they're, they're staying blocked wow very very weird yeah um other big one for 2021 i think uh trying to think of a good one 
I think LinkedIn stories in 2021 is really going to take off. Um, I think we're all going to, I think we all need to think about our LinkedIn story strategy for Q2 2021. I had a brief think about it and I'm never, ever doing another <laughs> until until it is the most commonplace thing in the entire world. It's Max, interesting. What, what do you actually think will take, yeah. what, what does it take for uh, LinkedIn stories to really kick off? Do you think it's just going to be some big players in LinkedIn to really adapt it and adapt it hard? I think that 2020 has given us uh, a silver lining. It's given us a few silver linings. One of those silver linings was Tiger King. Uh, the other silver lining which I feel like everyone's forgotten about Tiger King. So, I, I'm I'm so surprised that it died off as quickly as Tiger King did. Yeah, it was it was it was so good. Um, but I think it was going to have more life in it, and it just literally had a two three month window, and it was gone. Yeah, it just disappeared. So that my biggest my biggest surprise with Tiger King was that I watched that Louis through original one when it first came out, and when people said that they hadn't seen that, it just blew my mind because I remember thinking this is the most surreal like factual thing that I've ever watched in my entire life and then suddenly Tiger King comes out and every single person under the sun's watched it and then everyone knows who Joe Exotic is now you know he was one of the most googled names in the UK he was the most googled him and Philip Schofield were two of the most googled names in the UK above Kanye West that's man this year this year and Kanye West has done some weird shit um, <laughs> Philip Schofield came out earlier in the year then Joe Exotic existed which was incredible um, so yeah it's been it's been a funny one like that um, but I think if if 2020 could give us one more thing, it would be the rise of the LinkedIn meme. Um, and I'm sure you guys have seen them. And if not, I will send I will send you thousands of them afterwards. But people on LinkedIn saying ridiculous stuff. Like my favorite one that I saw was about uh, someone being late for an interview because they saw an injured dog and they helped the dog. And they turned up to the interview and they said, no, sorry, you can't have it now because you're late. And the next day they got a call from the office to go back for the interview and they walked in and the interviewer was the dog. I feel like so, there's a lot of LinkedIn content where people are actually like now, like originally with LinkedIn and it's kind of this really uber professional thing, which has obviously trans- transitioned out. But now it's kind of becoming this like procrastination platform where people oh, like definitely. when they've got fuck all to do at work or they're bored, instead of networking on LinkedIn, they're just complaining and like doing stupid shit on LinkedIn. There's, there's been so many people though. I'm, I'm trying to think of like some of the worst ones I've seen. Like I saw someone the other day being like, oh, I joked as I ran past this lady. Um, I was out for a morning run and I joked as I was running past this lady and she told me she was running for the bus. So I stopped and I, so I stopped the bus for her. I'm like, okay, firstly, mate, you're just flexing the fact that you were out for a run in the morning. Stop blaming me because I have not been for a run since 2018. Um, secondly to that, Great, you're a fantastic person and you, you stop a bus for a lady. But don't film it and pin it on LinkedIn to just show off how great a person you are. Oh, this person was trying to get to work. I'm trying to help them. I saw another one where a lady was saying that she, um, she had uh, a guy came around saying that he was looking for odd jobs because he's been made redundant. And uh, she decided to make him a cup of tea and stand in the garden and rake leaves up with him. I'm like, okay, firstly, you've halved his working time right there. He's looking. He's looking for an hourly job just to like through, and you've got, you've taken a four-hour job and you've turned it into a two-hour job. So, so you actually you've made a mistake on doing this. So, I think that the rise of like the LinkedIn meme is only gonna um, propel LinkedIn stories next year. If if they ever had a chance, they, they've got to be super cringy, super basic LinkedIn posts of people doing like incredibly altruistic, incredibly lovely stuff that I'm not capable of doing. And then yeah. I'll 
and I'll probably make up half the viewership for LinkedIn stories like you to next year. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, perfect. The, I'm very bitter about LinkedIn stories. Yeah, I, I couldn't get that at all. I am as well because my reach is terrible. The 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 thing that I um the thing that we like Ollie and I are talking a lot about LinkedIn at the moment because we're uh, we're putting some more time into it, and it is still pretty mega. How like the organic reach of a, a half decent post that's you know vaguely considered a bit of a conversation starter or something that's even something that's just a bit honest. Like the organic reach is still like it trumps anything out there apart from maybe reels for the next five minutes. But like, it's engagement. Engagement versus reach on LinkedIn is my problem though, because like your reach is always so big, and then the engagement off the bat. I I still find it amazing that when I post a picture of a, so I've done this like just as a bit, not really as a, a proper test, but just something I'd be interested to see how it works. I post a picture of a killer whale with like an update that has nothing to do with killer whales, likes. I just get likes. I get comments and likes. No one cares what I've written. Uh, I posted a job post the other day and it's got, um, obviously, the name Be A Bear. means that we chuck a bear picture on some things. I think I put a picture of Ted from the the film Ted, uh, who's a teddy bear for anyone who's not seen it. Uh, (laughs) Which is... It's a good film. Just, just to emphasize this point, and also obviously a shameless plug for my, uh, for my new, new fan virality on, uh, on LinkedIn that Ollie's absolutely loving. This was the... So I, I, I did quite an honest post. I, I really don't like this office bandwagon or anti-office bandwagon that everyone sort of leapt on. Because yeah. I think Ollie and I especially have really found that the studio and the office is just so central to our businesses, morale, productivity client-facing stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like obviously, the content creation side of things. But I, uh, and the post, I think, was like half decent. But I accompanied it with a photo of Ollie's yeah, dog on a desk. Clearly, that's just getting mad engagement. Thousands of views, and it's all kicking off. Like, I think, but did you not just think that is just because it's a bit of a breakup from the, the slightly mundane thing that LinkedIn was, which was I think, just... I think if I see one more picture of uh, uh, an award from like the CFPRCRQUR, whatever, like an accredited body that I have no idea who they are, uh, posted by someone who only ever posts things about like, oh, hey, kudos, Jamie, you've done such a great job recently. And, you know, I just want to shout you out here in front of everyone. Like those people on LinkedIn just have to piss off now and, get, and leave some space for it to be a bit more fun yeah, bring on the killer whales and the chihuahuas that's what max message is i've i've got um i've got a few friends from lab bible who i think have always nailed linkedin and one of them and i'm really annoyed he's changed this now uh used to have his his strap line on linkedin we actually even spoke about this uh, dan on my team and i were talking about this the other day his strap line on linkedin used to say um award-winning marketer with a uh, little asterisk saying Full disclosure, I have never won an award. I just think this is what you're supposed to pit here. And I've said to to Dan in, in my team when we were talking about it, I'm going to pit myself in the Forbes 30 under 30 on LinkedIn because I've got about <laughs> three Forbes 30 under 30s. And I don't think any of them really are because there can only be 30 of them. If I'm right, it's, that, that's right, isn't it? You can yeah, only, that's yeah. the premise, but there does seem to be 30,000. Yeah, there seems to be everyone I know who's a Forbes 30 under 30. And some of those guys are at least 40. So... <laughs> I'm just doing my but you know what it is I think a lot of the lot of the Forbes 30 and the 30 if they get nominated or whatever if they're in like a, the shortlist they're, they put it on there yeah so there's literally like 30 actual people and then 38,000 like nominees so I, I tell you what I'll tell you what I, I will commit to this as a follow up I'm going to change mine in January to say not in the Forbes 30 under 30 
and just see. And only partially because you're not 30. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That's for me. That's my New Year's resolution. Just, just, just change it to CEO of Apple, Asterix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just really like eating apple. Yeah. I just get hyped by apples. Strong LinkedIn strap. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, so what we've covered today then, Instagram stories, uh, Instagram reels, LinkedIn stories. Brilliant. That's yeah. my- and the death of TikTok. Money's on the table. That's yeah. got to be worth yeah. a few lessons, surely. Before next year, we won't, we won't be talking about TikTok. Or we're all going to be talking about TikTok and all our clients are going to love spending money on that. One of the two. Ollie, what's your prediction on TikTok? The thing is, some of the conversations we've had recently would suggest that there is from kind of like brands working within TikTok and from a couple of the people. I know a few people that are on the TikTok creators program. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's forgot. It's gone. But a few photographers and creatives who are on that program who are being paid handsomely to be there. But for me, that looks like TikTok going... This isn't this isn't going the way it should be. We need to start paying more people to get to get it moving. So like there's a few signs on both sides for me. I I agree about the content of TikTok. I just think it's the shittest thing on the in the planet. Like the actual content that goes on it, it's just like I can't get on board with it. I think loads of loads of people I know binge it. Like they're just binging stuff, but like they binge and they don't go back. It's not like when you're on Netflix, you binge and you go back for more. You're binging because you're binging. It's proper like degrading binging. That sounds a bit weird, but you know what I mean? Like it's not, I just think there's no, it's not sustainable. Whereas all the other platforms have got sustainable features to them, especially things like Reels. Like the, the best integration, I think, um, I think you mentioned earlier, Max, about Reels for Instagram was making them more prominent on the Explore page, which they did when I think a couple of months afterwards that I think is the best move they did because they've literally taken a new feature and actually put it into the main infrastructure of, of what they do. Whereas at the moment, TikTok's main infrastructure is literally like a backup plan for Instagram a little bit. Like it's just like a feature, whereas Instagram's it's that whole feature. Uh, sorry, TikTok is that whole feature. I also just think it, TikTok is one of the things for me where I think there's, there is opportunity there, but I just think the numbers are completely, you cannot relate the numbers to any other platform. Like, I think I've watched a few podcasts where people talk about their TikTok videos hitting a billion views and like what that actually means. It's just all like everyone on LinkedIn, especially flexes it. And I do, I do see part of it. Like I'm not completely shutting it down. I'll be honest. But for me, the metrics that come out of it are the metrics that then passed on to some brands are completely not true. I think this is where vanity metrics as well. Yeah. Like view numbers, like if you take them away, is will people stay on that platform? In the same way that like uh, Instagram trialing like the removal of likes and stuff and, and now starting to take likes off in territories. Like, yeah. Start to take that stuff away. And does it become that important from a marketing point of view and to a brand where they go, oh, we've had 10 million views on this and on Instagram I've only had 3,000 likes. And it's like, yeah, but those likes are engaged people actually hitting the like button rather than just quickly viewing as they're yeah. through 500 different TikToks. The reason why I think TikTok's got more life in it than a year is because I think I think there's a, there's there's a lot of like like you say there's a lot of vanity still around it, and I think in the next year I could start a TikTok another TikTok account probably in the end of Jan, and if I really thought about it and put some time into it, which I don't have, into building that account to something, I could easily hit a million followers and enough engagement to put it as a LinkedIn post or put it in Instagram and get really loads of vanity about it. 
but I actually don't think, I think people will start to catch on to a lot of it of how it actually works and what it actually means. And I think they've pushed, I think TikTok have pushed it too far because I think a view on TikTok is over two seconds, isn't it? That causes as a view or three seconds, one of the two. And I think people will start to click those metrics where actually it's a bit like me and Jamie were talking about this the other day, well, this morning. I think 10K on Instagram is a very like, bottom like you get 10k because you want to be vain about it and you want to you know you've got all the features and all that sort of stuff from a personal brand perspective you like you're starting to influence um i use quotation mark there, there's for anyone who's listening whereas i think on i think on tiktok the 500k metric will be the 10k metric on on instagram yeah. like so many people hit 500k so quickly especially the creators that have been paid to do the tiktok creator program so what TikTok in my mind are doing metric wise is they've gone, right, let's give people loads of vanity through big metrics. But what they've done is they've gone, actually, we're now going to degrade those metrics we've given people. So actually it's worthless. And that's where I think people will lose interest because the vanity isn't there anymore. That's what I think. I think it's, it's all like far too sensible to be coming out of your, your two's mouths. I, I agree with everything that's being said. I, think, I, agree. I, think, I, think, I think vanity will t- carry it into 2022. But I think as Max says, it will be a negligible market share by the end of the year. That's my... I think the, other, just- the other slight thing is that I don't know how they're going to innovate it. Where do you take that platform? What's next? Yeah, like, what can you do this next? Long form. You can't make TikTok into a long-form platform. No. Yeah. The other, the other thing I actually thought, thinking of you, Max, is when we spoke at the beginning of the year a lot about um, a lot of nostalgia marketing that was going on at the time with like the old cartoon characters coming back into like Tesco's and Lidl doing that big campaign and stuff. I think there's a bit of that with uh, TikTok and Vine. I think people that are using it now are actually going, oh, wasn't Vine great? It's a bit like Vine-esque, really short form, the way it's laid out, the, the growth that people like Logan Paul took out of Vine. People are going, well, this is Vine 2.0. And actually, I think the strat there that influencers, again, question marks I'm using, are trying to take just isn't, isn't going to be sustaining. Um, six second vines were all the rage back in 20, 2012, 2013, weren't they? It was just a good time. It was just a good time. The Olympics was on. I made a vine where there was a piece of toast and it went into the like kitchen table and came back out and it was toasted. It was a great time. I miss, that, I miss those. That's content right there. That's what you come to for. Content. You should get that, get that up on your LinkedIn. That would actually be, I don't know where, I don't know how you viral find it on your LinkedIn. Gone. But Vine's completely gone, isn't it? Yeah, Twitter, Twitter bought it and ate it. Literally, like with, any of the content has disappeared into the abyss. Along with Periscope, do you remember Periscope when Twitter bought out live? Yeah, yeah. and Man, that was, yeah. Oh my god, this is crazy! And then Facebook were like, "Yeah, we'll do that too." The other thing I think, I think TikTok has more life in it than Twitter has life in it. Ooh, contentious. Disagree. I, Big I, disagree. I think, but no, but I think in terms of like. What the, where the platform's going to go, I think you'll see Twitter not disappear. I think Twitter will drop below TikTok. TikTok will never drop below Twitter in terms of like... So I think, I think Twitter is a well-defined market niche that people use in an entirely different fashion. Yeah, I think for news any other platform. The news and updates across 2020, Twitter's still been very, very valuable for people. Yeah, but that's yeah. where I think things like Apple News are going to completely destroy yeah. Twitter. That's my point. I just think there's more like that's what that because people just they can, they can never brand. make it so, they can never make it as live though. That's 
that's the trick with with twitter like in the same way that you curate your apple news platform or your yahoo news or whatever so that you yeah, yeah, yeah. can see the guardian the ft and the times whatever to get a balanced view of the world if you want to do that you can do that with twitter but then you can also see you know tastemakers and influencers you know people that you want to hear their opinion on you can also see yeah. them interacting with that news which no other platform has sure. even close to having that's where I do think that things like Apple News will start to innovate it. Like the, the prime example that made me th- say that is when Google went down the other day, um, BBC News notified me on the app before, before anything came through Twitter. So I think it will be, I think it will be interesting to see where that all plays out. I think it's just going to be Twitter's just customer service, finding out about Donald Trump and seeing what's going on in the news. He's now leaving that platform in, in how, how strong he's been. What, what else, there's some big movements that go through there and I completely agree with that, but I think Instagram is now taking that. And I think with the news thing, I think the news platforms, especially with Apple now massively in play, I think they're going to take it. How I think Twitter's it? days are numbered. How weird is it that we're living in a world in 2020? Like, if, you, if we were to do this in 2019, thinking about trends for next year, this would have been such a weird exercise. Because after this year, like, we've gone into a year where Donald Trump was still president and, and now leaving. Uh, there was this, this weird global pandemic, and Google went down. Like, Google went yeah. down. Like, how did that happen? How much worse is it going to get? What else? Mentalism. It is just crazy. It is just crazy. Well, with the uh, with the craziness, I feel we should uh, wrap things up. Max, thanks so much for um, for coming on and imparting your wise words and predictions. I don't know if uh, anything of use, but um, I had fun. I, f- I feel enriched, mm, enriched I with digital it. knowledge. Mm. Um, Who do I invite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pop it in my pigeonhole. My, uh, yeah, I was going to say any pigeonhole, any bin, any bin. <laughs> um, but thanks very much, everyone, for listening. As always, be sure to uh, check out Max and Beerba. Um, they do some amazing work with a really cool range of, uh, of different clients. Um, be sure to give us a rating and a review. It really helps us get um, heard by more people. Our yammerings hopefully are uh, of some use, and we've got some really good episodes coming out soon. Um, so thanks very much, Max. See you soon.